0: You're watching Leafs Morning Take with host Nick Alberga and former NHLer Jay Rose Hill.
1: The show starts now. What is good, everybody? Presented by Botano, it's time for the Friday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and the returning Jay Rose How's it going, Rosie?
0: Friday. Yeah, I'm just checking out uh, the schedule and just dumbfounded by the NHL's logic these days. I don't get it.
1: So uh, the backstory behind that, I think this, uh, how many years have you been on earth? 38 good ones. And I guess 38, you have been unaware of this thing called Black Friday after the real Thanksgiving
0: oh oh forgive me a a contrived shopping fucking spree means uh, the nhl needs to adjust its schedule silly me
1: hey rosie that's a phenomenal segue you see this sweatshirt right here what do they always say look good play good play good feel good is that the line oh yeah yeah well now you can look idiotic like jay Rose. no great like jay Roseau. unleash the darkness with the Nation Gear Blackout Collection, embrace the bold and gear up with all new styles of our exclusive line, only available for a limited time. Don't miss out on grabbing your favorite team's gear in the baddest styles before they're gone. Get the perfect gift for your favorite fan order before December 10th, so you can put your presents under the tree. Plus, if you spend 200 bucks or more, you get a, a signed J. Roseville rookie card. No, you qualify for free shipping. Uh, nationgear.ca, and this sweatshirt, you can own it today. How about that, Rosie?
0: Yeah, it's actually nice stuff. They sent us some stuff yeah. and I was like, oh, yeah, we're talking now. It's nice, high quality stuff. So uh, I will be checking some stuff out, too. And that girl looks like
1: she's having a good time in yeah. the gear. I, uh, I appreciate you just teaming me up like I was at batting practice the other day for that segue into the Segway. transition there. Yeah, that Segway was
0: city, baby. So you are were, you're were saying you were a little confidence was low confidence was lower than it normally is on this show when talking about your beer league slow pitch career. Uh no it just it, what do you mean by that? You said I sucked out there, and usually you're oh. just talking about how many dingers you hit. I was wearing a wife beater. No no okay. the Let me preface.
1: Let me preface. I, I played baseball for a good chunk of my life. I love the people on Twitter say you know stay in your lane, stick to hockey. <laughs> baseball's my number one sport. You know how frustrated that makes me. And so I hit the cages the other day. By the way, these cages were tremendous. Like you can get fastballs, you can get curveballs, you can differentiate what height you want to be thrown at. Uh, speed. This is the first time I hit a baseball because I play slow pitch. First time I hit a baseball, maybe in like seven years. And I won't lie, like 70 was beating me. But the only problem with that, for those of you who go to cages frequently, I have a hard time picking up when the ball's coming and you have to go through your mannerisms and like the whole prep of striding and loading. And it just, it, it messes my swing up. That's why I remembered I don't go to batting cages. I prefer live pitching. So that's why I was a bit frustrated Because then the other problem was, and I'm the idiot, I'm the loser. I put one of my swings on social media and every baseball rat out there had to fucking break it down. So obviously.
0: Yes. Why didn't I see that? Dude, some guy,
1: some guy, you know, went strip by strip in the clip. telling me what I did wrong. And he's like, dude, you'll hit more jacks. I'm like, I do hit jacks. I know it hit. If you go watch me play softball, the legendary Gord Stella came and watched me play softball this summer he got he saw the kid hit a couple bombs and really really far bombs so yeah i was in a foul mood the other day
0: sweet jesus i went once this uh what was it in the maybe it was last year we were in florida and california or something we hit some batting cages. a guy i was hanging out with uh yeah family trip was big baseball game we went in there and i went into the 90 mile an hour one it was just fucking guessing man it was it was intimidating and I mean, I think that thing was further away than an MLB mound. Like I threw out a first pitch at a Jays game and I couldn't believe how close the mound was to the plate. And that thing coming in at 90, which like isn't even like you get up to a hundo in the in the show. And it it was it was insane how fast that thing's coming. You're just completely guessing. So hats off to the guys with big batting averages in the show.
1: In my heyday, the fastest pitch I ever faced was like 94 and it looks like a P. (laughs) Um, I respect, I mean, it's like with anything, like even hockey, the speed, like you don't know the speed of the game, the shots, the goaltending, like it's, it, it can translate, but I will tell you, it looks like a P and, uh, it was good to be back out there. But again, it's, it's been a long time since I faced actual pitching. Um, and this was like zoomed in there. So it was fun. Thoughts and prayers with you, Nick. Thank you. I appreciate the moral support. I, uh, I appreciate the tee up for the segue. I wanted to tee you up with a couple of things before we get to our main stories on today's show, the Black Friday edition, and we're getting set uh, for Friday's matchup between the Leafs and the Chicago Blackhawks, a matinee affair. But firstly, we didn't talk about this last week. So over in Sweden, the Leafs, for some reason, like teams just love to screw with us or troll with us, but they go blue helmets with the white jerseys. What was your breakdown of that? Did you even notice it? Do you even care? I know people have had opinions, but I just don't know why we have to deviate from the norm so what did you make of that
0: yeah i think the marketing people gotta justify their job come up with new ideas and when i heard about it i was like cool that might look cool like some nice contrast it looks like shit it just takes away (laughs) it looks it looks like makes your jersey look like a practice jersey i mean that's the toronto maple leafs like you don't dick with that too badly remember back in the day when they came with that tml logo oh buddy i wasn't like in the market but i imagine people lost their shit right like yeah purists but uh I like to keep it. I, I don't mind variations of jerseys and stuff, but don't mess with, with the Toronto Maple Leaf, you know, just like you don't mess too much with, you know, the Montreal Canadians logo jerseys, this type of thing. Um, unless it's a throwback to something that was done so many years ago. But I liked it originally when I heard about it and when I see it, it just looks bush. It looks uh it looks like you you you're mixing and matching shit. It looks like you only have one set of buckets that you can only use with both jerseys. Looks minor hockey-ish. I don't like it, but I'm not
1: losing my marbles over it by any stretch. Maybe I'm old school, man, but, like, this frustrates me beyond belief, especially in the NBA where there's, like, 18 jerseys. I understand why they do it. If, uh, you know, if it makes a dollar, makes a penny, then I get it. But, like, I'm just so old school. Like, stop messing with the logo. Stop messing with the jerseys. Just make a bit of a tinker. Like, they got a milk logo on it now. Like, I don't need variation. And that's why, like, Seven years ago, I made a pact to myself. I'm like, I'm not buying any more jerseys. I think the last jersey I bought was the James Van Riemsdyk Winter Classic jersey, and he was gone like a year later. There's a lot of turnover in the league, too, and that, that's uh, another conversation. But I think from that perspective, there's just no need to tinker with what works. Like, And maybe I was the old school guy who just appreciated white jerseys at home ice and the dark jerseys on the road.
0: Yeah, I don't mind it, man. Like I like going yeah. to a, a rink and seeing, you know, something from like 12 years ago with a player you kind of forgot about. Yeah, and yeah. then that, that, that version of the Jersey that year or whatever. I like it. You're, you're like, Oh cool. I remember that. And you know, some of the ugliest ones become some of the most famous, but uh, I mean, without it, would you ever like Vancouver, for example, they did their matte black helmets last night. I thought that looked pretty cool. Yeah. Um, absolutely hate the Kings chrome helmets and embarrassing for the league um but they did their their throwbacks like the pavel burry style black with the i don't even know what the hell it is a skate and a sun or i don't know what the hell that connect thing is but that has got to be the wickedest oh it's jersey in yeah. the biz and i think everyone agrees with it and I'm, I'm pretty happy they've gone back to it for it must be their thirds or something i wish they'd just yeah. go full time
1: well it's to me it's like everybody's trying to reinvent the wheel and at yeah. some point in time you forget you know, you for, you run out of ideas. You run out of ideas, and that's what's happened in this league. I I'm so with you. Like some of the the units back in the day just made the team, made the city, made the logo. The Vancouver Canucks need to find a way to get back to that. Speaking of finding their way, Rosie, I, I couldn't wait to do this show today for a variety of reasons. Among them, our producers from Edmonton, Aaron Bordado, does a fantastic job. Round of applause. But number two, uh, I was on social yesterday getting set for this show. And I came across the Mona Lisa of hockey. Th- this thing was beautiful. It spoke for itself. It's Connor McDavid in a Toronto Maple Leafs jersey. What do you make of that? Ooh, beautiful. That's pretty. That's pretty. Hey. How do we get one of those? <clears> okay. <throat> you know
0: how this just. The Leafs just can't get it done, right? There's just something that won't get it done. It's just never quite there. The heartbreaks, the screw-ups, the close calls. That seems to be like, could that bring it together? Because I don't think, I think what's holding, fuck, I don't think he wants to be in Edmonton. It looks like he wants to, you know, jump off a bridge every time I see the guy do anything with Edmonton. They seem to be cursed, dumpster fire, whatever if you leave there, he's going to get booed forever. He's going to, so say you didn't get the job done. You know, it would just, just erase all of those problems is if he goes to Toronto, they lock him in, they, they work on the D around him and he just is there with the right pieces. And he is a piece that could just transcend all problems, potentially, assuming you build the team properly around him. Win a Stanley cup in Toronto, you're a, You're a God. You're a God forever. And any Edmonton problem would just be some little footnote of the past that he would never have to care about again. It's a beautiful sight to see.
1: Picture this. McDavid one, Matthews two, Tavares three up the middle in two years. What do you think of that? Tavares, I don't know if... Uh, I, I would sign, like, JT's got one year left after this one. If he wants to take a home-friendly discount on the captain-type deal, by all means, he's still what? a really good player, man.
0: Yeah, 100%. How much? Cut him in
1: um, half? Par, pardon me?
0: Cut 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 his salary in half?
1: 11 mil right now. I would... Uh, something around 5-6 to six mil a season for, like, a three-year yeah. deal I would do right now. Could work, could he work. probably he could... could yeah, Aaron's pissed. Poor Dotto. And the,
0: our producer's <laughs> losing his mind. Keep dreaming. Fuck all you guys. You're delusional. God, I hate this.
1: <laughs> what an absolute muppet. It felt great to torment him. You know, it also feels great. Uh, our YouTube account is blowing up. Uh, whoever's the producer of this show, his name's Aaron, killing it with the guests uh, at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. If you didn't have a chance to catch Brian Burke earlier this week, uh has a hot take or two. So make sure you check that out, including the one where he talks about Willie Nylander, what they do with the core four, and just his breakdown of this team in general. So at the least Nation 401, again, I, I see a lot of you call this out on a daily basis here in the chat. It's like you're watching the show. We're 150 plus now, and nobody wants to hit that like button. So I don't know what you're doing. If you could just help us out, smash that like button. If you're not subscribed, rip it to us as well. And uh, search Least Morning Take wherever you find your podcast. will pop up and subscribe uh, to us right now. Brought to you by DoorDash. It's time for the appetizer. For a limited time, our listeners can get 25% off, up to $10 in value, and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, enter code NATION25. That's code NATION25 in uppercase for 25% off your first order. With DoorDash, offer valid in Canada, subject to change. Terms apply. So we've been waiting all week long It happened. Uh, SPF 30 is packed. Uh, The uh, swim trunks are packed. And uh, John Klingberg is headed to Robidah Island. But man, this soap opera, excuse me, in the last two weeks alone has been insane. Okay, so the first thing we know, he's actually truly injured. By all accounts, a lot of people have spoken on this. But number two, like a lot of people are talking about the fact this guy may never play a game in the league again. Like that's how hurt he is. Dude, it's the weirdest thing in the world like
0: he's going about his business one week everything's good he's playing and you know you're talking about the regular regular stuff you talk yeah. about with a guy like him and then all of a sudden his career is over career ending injury. It's like what are you talking about how are you playing one day and your career is over it reminds me of like the 70s where you tear your acl and you know bobby or style your career's cut short and you, you can never recover and he might be done forever like when the hell has that happened last where a guy with I understand they say he's been taught he's been dealing with this his whole career, but by all accounts, he's healthy as a horse the last couple of years, maybe. Apparently and, it's nagging. It's been nagging then all his whole all career. Miami, done forever. And I mean, it's weird that it came out of nowhere. It's weird that it just happened within the last how many months with Matt Murray. Um, and both of them are contracts we'd maybe prefer to get rid of I, I, in in hindsight I, I wish we didn't sign them I think it was a bad signing um, I don't think Tribbling tree living was wrong in doing it I just think it didn't turn out well and now that you can pop them off the books just like we did with Murray I mean think of how handcuffed we would be if we still had Murray like playing and not playing well or or being injured in and out of the lineup and and you know, he just opens up that four point one, I think it is, of of his contract, which is pretty ideal right now. It's just like the stars kind of aligned. Absolutely. I'm not I'm not talking about him as a player. Um sad to see. I'm I'm wearing my media hat right now. I'm not my hockey player, care about the the players type of hat, but very sad for him. I'm sure he's shattered. And for anyone thinking that, oh, this is a conspiracy or they they made they worked this deal together, dude. He's he's on a contract year. He has a one year deal. He's young enough where he could play many years in this, in this league, still make a lot more money. He could have a resurgent with the, you know, with the right setup. And it's just something, I don't know, man, to come out of the woodworks like this. And maybe he was playing possum a bit, trying to hold on to another year and signing this contract. You'd think he'd try to work two years out of the deal, but doesn't. And then all of a sudden he's just like, guys, I'm fucked. I can't even play. And they're like, fine with us. If you want LTIR it, like, that works for all parties. I don't know, man, but it's
1: odd to me. Kissed 61. What happens on Robita Island stays on Robita Island. You know, the fascination for me is like, a, this sort of works as like a mulligan for Brad tree living. All of a sudden you've got like just over 4 million bucks in cap to use. And Literally. oh yeah, you're linked to Zadorov and Tanov And I guess to an extent, Patrick Kane, but number two, like I was reading social the last couple of days and a lot of people out there made some excellent points. So we like to joke about Robida Island, but every player that's been sent to Robida Island has yet to play uh, another game in the league. And that includes Matt Murray, right? Stefan Robida. Uh, the list goes on and on. Jared Cowan. They never played another game. But I think it's just like it just so happens that it's Toronto that this keeps happening to. Like most recently it was Jared Cowan a couple of years ago. Same shit. Uh, he was fine one day, the next he's not, and you never hear or see from the guy again. Like, it really is bizarre. You're right on that.
0: <laughs> it is, man. Like, f- give me someone else who just, like, out of the woodworks is like, career over. Jeff Finger. Fingy. <laughs> Did you play with him? Oh, yeah. Fingy is such a beauty, man. He Can uh, you track
1: that guy down?
0: He, he uh, Like, literally, what he wants to do is go back to his cabin in, I can't remember okay. if it's Minnesota or Wisconsin, and just be in the trees and be left alone, like... Yeah, I I remember sitting on the bus with him on the Marleys having some beers, yeah. and he talked about when he signed that. I think it was through four-year $12 million deal. i'm like that. Yeah. And at the time it was so huge. I think and he it goes, was 414. Yeah. And the second he signed it, um, someone chirped him on TSN. His phone started blowing up. He said, I had this black cloud over me the whole time yeah. of just negativity. He hated it, man. It was the worst thing ever. He goes, they just ran him out of hockey. He goes, I just wanna you know, get this contract done and get the hell to my cabin. And I felt bad for the guy because he's such a quality human being, but yeah, he dealt with that too. Away he went, lots of guys. It's odd that it happens to the Leafs all the time. Um, I'm just happy that, you know, it benefits the team right now, like on the, on the fan side of it, that, you know, like you say, who gets, who gets a mulligan on a, a big D signing a couple of months after doing it. It's, it's rare and odd and it, it is what it is. So I hope we take advantage of it.
1: It's just, it's surreal to me that John Klingberg in Toronto lasted a grand total of 15 games. That's assuming he never comes back this year, but I'm also assuming the least want to do something else with that money. So like, even, I mean, hypothetically, if he's good to go in a couple of months, they'll find a way for him not to be good to go or be like dealt somewhere
0: yeah so what do they do he's on ltir they say okay we'll use that money elsewhere they load up the cap and then they he comes back just and you can't play because you're over the cap you just in the playoffs, play you can marley's you have to do it do it tampa did and be 18 mil over the cap
1: yeah but uh quite frankly he's not kucherov i don't know if no, you know he's that not. he's he's not kucherov but uh,
0: interesting man i was just shocked like yeah. when they started like they said always oh, hurt and it might be big i'm like oh weird i wonder like that's just toronto media bullshit and then all of a sudden Uh-oh. it's like just everything on my feed could be done forever i'm like what where, where does this come from man and how about like the non-disclosure of the injury like oh who cares at this point just tell just tell us his ankle is absolutely mangled or tell us his
1: neck doesn't work and like what is the deal i i it, it's just befuddling like that's the best word i can use this i said this with stewie on thursday I'm like, I get it. Maybe he was injured, but that doesn't explain just the fact that we had a defenseman who was playing forward for the first 15 games of the season, right? Like, people are like, oh, he was hurt. Give the guy the benefit of the doubt. I think anybody who's seen John Klingberg play the last, like, three years, even in his time in Dallas, like, he was not great defensively. So that wasn't the reason why he stunk. Obviously, it hampered his play a bit. But Let's not lose sight of the fact that he is not a good defensive defenseman. And people thought he was. I don't know why they thought he was, but he was always going to be an offensive guy. I think he did a adequate job running the first power play unit that's about it i, I view him as a number seven defenseman because he can't play d
0: i know and you're only you only have available to you what's out there during the free yeah. free agent frenzy but we don't really need that d man like offense isn't really our problem we got enough guys that that onus is on them they're taking care of we got to shore up the d and freaking just beating our heads against the wall saying it over and over again but not exactly the four plus million dollar guy we, we needed back there. No. And, and like you say, we maybe get a little bit of a redo. I don't know where we're going to use that money, but I hope it's in, in some kind of a, a deal to shore up that back end to make this more of a playoff team with some rugged stay-at-home defensemen that are actual defensemen.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Uh, Danny writes in as well, that's sharp, Nick. my use of the word befuddling. Uh, probably befuddling. the first time in the last 10 years I've used the, used the word befuddling, so I hope you appreciate it, that at least. No, I have He's used it before. It. You're right. It's It means like puzzled. Thanks. <laughs> Wendy's really is letting that, you win real food. Really Could I have journalism degree to work there, Nick? Can I read the promo? It's a, it's a diploma. It's not even a degree, dude. I went oh, to college. Sorry. Anyways, uh, Wendy's is letting you win real food with your fantasy teams this year with the Wendy's Daily Face-Off Survivor Pool. For those of you who smoke the competition, Wendy's is rewarding you with a weekly prize. It will have you winning despite your lack of team-building skills. Download the Wendy's app. Score yourself 150 bonus reward points on your first order and grab a uh, sweet victory from the mouth-watering jaws of the feet, along with some fresh, never-frozen beef. Again, head on over to DailyFaceOffSurvivor.com to find out more, and if you have an account, you can play over there. So it's the Leafs and the Hawks' second time this season. What do you think I'm going to talk about today? Coyle Bedard! Uh, him and also Trap Game and number three. Uh, uh, have you been yeah. seeing what's going on with Corey Perry? Like, they can't find this guy. Yeah. What the hell? Like super,
0: you gotta be a super personal thing. Sickness. My thinking was that he
1: was in charge of Turkey for Thanksgiving. So he's like, you know what? I'm going to take a couple games off. I'm going to cook and I'll come back. But I know a lot of you watching and listening don't really are not tapped into Chicago. I get it. But Corey Perry is like, all they're saying he's unavailable. Didn't play the other night. Didn't practice. Like you think this guy just took his ball and went home? No, I don't. I think that he's a gamer.
0: I think something sad happened with his immediate so? family
1: and needed his immediate attention. That would, but man, I like that, I would guess, but man, that. like have you seen the way his teammates are talking about? They're they're, they're talking like the guy's traded. It's weird. Uh, like there's I mean, a Nick I, read a quote.
0: couple quote. Things like yeah, what, or something was like, "Well, you know, we miss him. It's weird not how ha- I don't know. It's I don't know. It's such weird. A, it's so funny when the hush hush stuff's going on. It's like just just say there's a friggin family sickness like well just just put it to bed or else everyone's just going to be scouring the organization trying to figure it out right like just give people something so they can relax because right now it's like it enrages people not to know what like it's a huge mystery that everyone wants to solve right like why not just give a
1: little bit i've never i've never seen the hawks cover anything up in my life ever Oh god you going back to kyle beach or what ever um, if there's one team who who shouldn't pull bullshit like this, it's Chicago. It's Chicago. I, I wouldn't pull this type of bullshit, but nevertheless, Connor Bedard, Austin Matthews, they're squaring off against each other. Should note as well, Taylor Hall is done for the year. All I'm going to say, Rosie, the Leafs better win this fucking game. Uh, I know it's like game 18 or whatever it is, and in, in the grand scheme of things, what do I say about the regular season? It does not matter. But I think if for the Leafs, you have a long memory. October 16th, it was a Monday. It was quieter than normal at Scotiabank Arena. At least they're going to be in Chicago. There's going to be some crowd volume there. You have to win this game. It is Connor Bedard, maybe Seth Jones, everybody else against a star-studded Maple Leafs roster. And again, if you recall, October 16th, a 4-1 win for Chicago. They went into that building. They won. The Leafs have to remember that. Return the favor here.
0: I remember that too, doing this show, just being oh. like, no way, no chance. Nick. <laughs> I called it too. man. <laughs> they did it in, in, uh, they did it in Arizona as well. So they have a history of doing
1: it. What was the one kind of trap game they lost this year that was, um, that was it. I think that was it. They've actually played pretty well. I'll give them credit. Um, well they've got results. I wouldn't say played pretty well, but that, let me just yeah. look quickly.
0: But remember uh... what we talked about a couple of days ago, man, like the, the conf or the, the division is, is thick and it's tight and you don't want to lose ground. Like these aren't ones you want to drop when all of a sudden you're like, my God, like it does matter who you play in the playoffs. And yeah, there is preferences and there is home ice advantage. Like don't be dropping these ones and they've had time to rest. Does that mean they've had time to, You know, get out of sorts, lick their wounds, and be rusty a bit better. Not man, they're better than that. But anybody can beat anyone in this league. I say it all the time. But this team is second to dead last. These uh, these Chicago Blackhawks. It'll be fun to watch Connor Bedard do his thing. But let's handle the let's handle business here this afternoon.
1: So Sammy starts. Um, I I think this has been a great story that nobody wants to talk about because everybody tried to fucking bury the guy after three or four shit starts to start the year. But Ilya Samsonov is finding his game, which is a great development for this team because Joseph All has not been great the last little while.
0: We've said it, man. They're going to yin and yang. There's going to be yep. ups and downs. There's going to be the one that's hotter than the other. This is standard stuff. It's just like any other player. Sometimes, you know, if you just had two left wingers that you just focused on hyper, hyper microscopically, yeah. you're going to go, wow, this guy's really hot right now. Ooh, this guy's had an off week. It's like, it's a freaking sports, man. The guy, one guy's going to be playing decent. One guy's not. All you can hope for is they both don't have a slump at the same time. Um, Sammy went through his thing to start the year and like we said, like, hopefully he gets a win under his belt, gets, find himself in position, figures out, you know, what it is where he feels comfortable and oh yeah, there it is. And he starts playing well, then fine. Joseph wall can have a little bit of a hiccup for a week or two, like just yin and yang, ham and eggs, switch, hit that stuff, find the guy that's hot. And you know, if one guy rises to the top for an extended period of time, then he's your starter for that and for that entire time, for the foreseeable future until he lets you know, otherwise, like, you, that's why there's two goalies. Um, it's, it's more and more a league where you have to do that these days. It's less and less where it's like dominant hash, dominant Kashuk and whoever the hell else who you don't even yeah. pay attention. You know, it's, it it's is a what it league.
1: is. Tandem league. Who? It's a tandem league.
0: Yes. Tandem league. And they're, they're doing a tandem right now. And I love it because when one guy's down, the other guy steps up vice versa. That's what you're seeing right now. And I'm looking for, I don't think Sammy's completely out of the woods. Like he's, yeah. he, he's back hundred P, but He's, uh, he's found some confidence and I hope he builds on it again today. I understand why they're, why they're starting
1: him, And, and the first time in a while, like I actually feel pretty good about the insulation, the insurance they have in Marty Jones. Like, again, I don't think Marty Jones is the best goaltender on the planet, but I know that if something happens to these guys or they want to bring in somebody else, like they have Marty Jones to sort of push them and have him be in the back of their minds, which I think is not a bad thing. I think you look in recent memory, of this team specifically there have been some guys behind them in the pecking order where they have no business being in the national hockey league so there's a bit of a different feel and i think it's it's good to have like a healthy internal battle too yeah for
0: sure insulation is a good word for that i mean we're fairly deep you know you got your up-and-comer kind of stud and wall um you got your guy that that got you you know some pretty good things last year and sammy who's certainly capable but still like you know, pushing himself to find more and to find his identity, like who is he? What will he be defined as? And you know, if things go south with performance or injury or whatever, you know, you got some insulation there with Elliot. So it's it's nice. I don't think it's a a huge problem. And you know, sky's the limit for any of these guys to get hot and and take the reins, man. So it's nice. I again, I just the only. The only real gaping hole I see is on the back end. And I'm sure yeah. Tree Living's hard at work trying to shore that up. So team's in a good place. Just keep rolling. Keep keep doing your thing up front there. And uh, you know, get these wins like like this afternoon against the the Blackhawks. Keep working on yourself. Don't care about your opponent. Focus on yourselves, play your game, keep trying to put those building blocks together. And uh this is a good opportunity for them to to reinforce that.
1: So this is good. Uh, you know who's starting the game for Chicago? Arvid Soderblom. He is uh, one and six on the year. Can you guess who the team he beat was? Oh, Arvid! Remember that What's guy? It? That was that game. He made like three billion <laughs> saves. That's what these no namers do against the Leafs.
0: When we get goalied, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, retribution, man. They uh, hopefully they hope remember so, that. Rosie. Hopefully they will watch some video. They won't have much time today, but yeah. uh, watch a video on what happened and make these guys remember. Jesus, we lost these guys. They want uh, as much of a trap game as it could be. They've already fallen victim to that, so let's see yeah. if they
1: can uh, remind themselves who they are. So, some lineup notes stemming from the Roby transaction, by the way, and and by Roby I mean John Klingberg, of course. Um, Alex Steves recalled eleven goals in fourteen games. We talked about him the other day, so at some point he's going to get a look. It could even happen against Chicago. That's because Kelly Yarncroke, uh, I think, took a shot off the foot, or something like that, in practice. So I think he's being coined a game time decision. And it looks uh, everything looks like Connor Timmons is going to make his season debut, coming off his tremendous showing in training camp.
0: Yeah, I'm excited for that uh, season debut. Again, you look at this guy and you say, "Who? There's some. There's some good potential there." So I hope he comes out swinging. I hope he has a good uh, a good first look at at the league and getting his feet under him, his timing, his his gap, everything else, positioning. I hope that he's uh, he's solid and feels good and feels healthy. And that time that he was off, he used to uh, his advantage. So it's nice to have him back. I'm going to watch him kind of intently. And a guy like Steve's coming up, it's, it, I, I like that. Like, I like guys that are just lighting it up down on the Marley's you know, getting their shots, getting their chances. And, you know, everyone notices when a guy's getting his shot, he is absolutely focused. He is prepared and he will come out buzzing and that kind of wears off on everybody else. So good things happening here. It all, it all lines up for, a you know, a solid start to the weekend here. Let's see how it goes though.
1: Alex writes in, I'd rest rest Yarni today and give Steve's a shot. I agree with you there. Mark writes in, Revo playing today. Anyone know? Uh, To the best of my knowledge, I don't think he's playing. I know they were slated to go with the lineup that's won the last couple games. That means Bobby McMahon in there. But again, everything could change. But I I would think with the Steve's recall, it's more likely he gets back in there than, say, Ryan Reeves. I, I think they will pick their spots with Reeves. And that's another important thing to bring up is, like, even the whole LTIR now with Klingberg allows them maybe to go. With a longer, bigger roster, this is the first time this season the Leafs have ha- have had a twenty-three man roster. That's so so that could help keep Reeves on the team as a cheerleader.
0: <laughs> yeah, for sure. I just hope he doesn't get pigeonholed too much to you know the twelve times a year where yeah we're playing the team with the tough guy. So Reeves, you're in now, and he's running around trying to fight him right away just to yeah. prove like it's like okay, like I'd like some more consistency, but it is what it is. They're gonna ride the lineup that's getting them W's and and that's not going to change. All Reeves can do is just stay ready, stay prepared and behind the scenes, be as effective as he can, as far as, you know, how that locker room's feeling and gelling and and how those boys are, are coming together. And and that's more important than, than people from the outside. Give it credit for.
1: State of survival is Nick Alberga tradable. Uh, unfortunately, I have the full Cal Dubas package, which means uh, I got what I wanted uh, long-term. I'm good to go. So no. I got a no trade clause, so there's your answer. State of survival. Appreciate that. Are you tradable? That's the question in the chat. Well, Is Niko tradable? Everybody's tradable. Nick. Yeah, expendable. everybody's expendable. Yeah, Gretzky got yeah. traded, man. Weino got dealt. That's everyone's, exactly. yeah. That's
0: everyone's response to, and it's a good one, right?
1: PK Subban got traded. Shea Weber got traded. <laughs> yes, he did.
0: What's I like miss- the. What's miss Weber. To and I like miss modern day. I miss Carey Price, and I miss Weber, and I miss that.
1: Uh, I miss that generation. Those guys were gone too soon. They were <laughs> gone too soon, like they died. So, uh, looking forward to uh, Timmins making his season debut. It's, it looks like he's going to play on the third period with Lagusin. Also, I noticed uh, Nick Robertson's been skating on the second power play unit in favor of Yarncroke, but he wasn't playing. I guess like that's been the biggest tangible difference for me uh, from Robertson. I think in himself if you do recall earlier on last year specifically like he was just shooting from everywhere he's a bit more calculated but i think i'd want that shot on the power play although it like it's all about the first power play unit anyways like it's not like i'm gasping for somebody to make an appearance on the second power play unit. like they they don't matter in my world
0: (laughs) yeah they're kind of an afterthought and they're they're the cleanup crew right so yeah You know, if you get your shot, I mean, it's better than nothing. If you get 25 seconds, you know, it's better than nothing. And, you know, it gives an opportunity for a guy like him to, you know, get that opening and boom, score a goal to finish off the PK or to finish off the power play, you know, right on good opportunities for him. So certainly better than nothing. But I do like the consistency in the lineup, especially you know the fact that there has been guys up and down, guys into the lineup, injuries and stuff like that, and there still seems to be a little bit more consistency than there was last year. So uh, that's a solid thing, I think, from Sheldon Keith. I wanted to see that. I don't like the blender deal. I never did. Yeah. Um, way too much last year you know we're a week before the playoffs and we are just jumbling the lines it's like what the hell do you mean <laughs> man that, right? it, yeah. it was odd i didn't like it at all so nice to see a little bit more consistency and some guys gelling and i'm sure that's what he was always looking for but it seemed like he never even
1: gave him a chance so um i like i like the depth going on in the forwards right now Mitch writes in, didn't Bobby McMahon get sent to the AHL? It was a paper transaction. So he's back with the team. Uh, I can't begin to try to tell you how that works. Paper transactions, the business of the game I'm terrible with, but I can tell you McMahon's back with the team and that fourth line's rolling, right?
0: Yeah, those I get confused with that too back. Oh, and every, it it always changes. Back in the day you had veteran rules and if you make more than 105 in the minors, you got a clear re-entry and this and that and pay yeah. oh, fuck. I don't. It's just all it's all paper stuff and it it does throw fans off when you see like I'm sure he did. I thought he was sent down and it's like I wish they didn't even announce that or I wish they didn't even have to do it if it's a complete, you know, non-factor like why even bother and I, again, I can't remember. Um, I'm
1: sure if someone refreshed my memory, it would make sense to me. But yeah, yeah just it throws people for a loop Well well, that's why you have Marty Walsh, right? Or I think it was Donald Fear in your day, the the PA head. and and then you have like players on each team who are part of the committee because I think there's got to be a lot of players like you and I, and even more me, where it's like I have no clue like some of these rules and and some of the implications dollar sense wise. and and that's why you have people who, like, you know, go to bat for that type of stuff, right?
0: yeah and your agents i mean things will happen and you know sometimes the brass like the powers that be in the lineup who are or in, on the team upstairs don't really even know they just leave that <laughs> to like the cap guys and stuff so you're you're texting your agent going what the hell is this and they're like they'll explain it to you or it's just it's one of those uh just one of those financial bureaucratic behind the scenes, red tape shit that you got to go through for whatever reason. But yeah, uh, the thing that bugs me is when you splash it across TSN fans think that
1: so-and-so got sent down or moved up or whatever, yeah. but uh, whatever, it's a non-factor looking forward to uh, Saturday night's tilt in Pittsburgh as well. The Cal revenge game. Would there be money on the board? Like who would even put it on the board? Would it be Brandon Shannon? Cause he can't his ass. Like, how does it work? Or do players even care about that type of shit? Like would players no, go to think- the game? Would you be taking the bus to the rink? Be like, can't believe we're playing Dubas right now. Like nobody cares. Do they?
0: No, they're two behind the scenes. They're two upstairs, right? They're not coming down to the room to put money on the board. I mean, uh, no more coaches and stuff. Like you're in out of the lineup. You're in out of the room physically to give a speech or, you know, do your pregame or put the lineup on the board or whatever. And then you throw your money on the board. Guys like Shani aren't wheeling in and, and putting money on the board. But, uh, you know, maybe Dubas will go and put money on the board. I could see that. I, I, I can imagine he would really want this win. Um, so we'll see. But I just like, I like Sid right now is like still a top 10 player in the he's league. Awesome. Yeah. See what Ovi said the other day? Like he's not happy with these young kids, not giving the respect, like old man shakes. Good. This, Good. Type thing. We saved this league. And I know Crosby sure as hell saved Pittsburgh. I don't know about those two saving the whole league, but they, Shit, they they man. certainly helped it, man. Those two and their rivalry is—I mean, they're they're the, they're the exact same age, first overall, but just far enough to not be on the same year. Imagine they were the same year. Who the hell do you take? Can you imagine that co- question? Who do you take? I think I know who mine is, but it's cool. They weren't—they were back-to-back years. Both won cups blah, blah, blah. It's, uh, it's pretty special, but I watched that going, holy, he's a little bit cranky old man here. Not liking the,
1: the, the ways of the youngsters coming into the league here. To me, it's the longevity, um, that sets these guys obviously apart from other players of that generation where it's been like 15, like even I hate, I know you hate LeBron, but for how good and how great he's been for so long, like the same equates to like Crosby and, and Ovechkin, like these guys deserve a lot of credit, man. It's been a young man's game for like seven, eight years now, and they're still some of the better players in the league.
0: Yeah, and they've seen a lot of change since they came in in two, 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 what the hell would be oh, 05, oh, oh, 04,
1: I think. Yeah.
0: Or that was a lock. Uh, no, nah, it
1: wouldn't have been Cause 04. Because the 03 that- team was the best world junior team of all time, weren't they?
0: heaviest draft as well yeah. in history uh thank you very much that's why i got bumped down to the seven round no question about it but
1: oh, that's, for, it.
0: that's what i'm saying crosby to be top 10 players still with a lot of change i mean obviously he can adapt but i mean the game's changed the equipment's changed the way it's played has changed and he's still way up there and it's uh it's cool to see so i'll be excited to watch him as well it's it's getting to the point where when you watch these guys you're like nudging your kids saying, soak it up, boy. You ain't going to watch this forever because uh, they're generational
1: talents. Uh, Danny wants to know who your pick actually was going to be. Like, I think you made it pretty clear.
0: Said, said the kids, obviously the kid. his leadership qualities, his. Yeah, I knew it. Oh God, it's just next to nothing. Yeah, Ovi could be the greatest scorer, although he's having a, for for it being an absolute afterthought that he was going to beat Gretzky's record, like just in the last couple of years, it's an afterthought. It's like, what should we do when he breaks the record? It's like, fuck, he's got to, he's got to stay hot at his age for a while. And it seems like when players do start to approach that late thirties, forties, man, you can really fall off. So. It's starting as his slow start was kind of apparent this year. You start to actually crunch the numbers once he loses ground and it becomes like, you know, that last year where he needs 30, it just not, might not happen. So that's kind of an interesting storyline to watch, but Sid's my pick as, as the greatest from that generation. No question.
1: Yeah. Danny wants to know mine. It's Crosby as well. And uh, just getting back to your point about Washington, it's, it's been a weird start for them Man, they were so shit. Like the first three weeks of the season, the backstrom news that he might never play again. And they actually have a really good record. Like Kemper's been banged up. Charlie Lindgren's been excellent as of late. But they're finding their way. And uh, I'm going to side with Ovechkin in terms of that conversation. Like some of the kids in the team, like rise up. Like, I don't know. I, I, and maybe it's me being old school. But like, I think you can tell as a veteran in the room, if your team has the chutzpah, has what it takes to get over that top. And I think Ovechkin might see that around the room and say, you know what? I've been to that summit before. I just don't see it. Maybe that's the feeling he has.
0: Well, I'm sure. I mean, not every team in the league is believes a hundred percent like, oh yeah, we're the team to win the cup this year. Yet every there's 32 teams going balls out. So you got to have some faith and hope that things develop and whatnot. And I might be a little bit uh, biased because of a, a personal run in with Ovi at a Oh, at a non-disclosed location in Las Vegas.
1: (laughs) If you recall, and for those of you who have been with us uh, since the inception of this podcast in October, what was it, uh, 2023 now, there was an infamous run-in that I think you you shared partially on this show. You didn't tell the whole story, but you had a run-in, you had a run-in in Vegas. I sat down at a
0: table in uh, in kind of a back room and was ready to gamble and looked over and like double took it was Ovi and he's sitting there just staring at the canvas with no chips in front of him. And I was out of my mind and I was like, Ovi, what's up, buddy? And he's, and he's just like, shut the fuck up. And I was just like, okay, relax, buddy. And then something, something turned into he wanted me out of there. And I said, fine. I think he just lost a monstrosic amount of money is the only thing that explains it and then I said whatever I went over and sat over at some other place and then he came over and started talking to me and then I I just didn't kiss his ass I just chirped him and said fuck you like I'm not gonna I don't think you're god I don't care who you are and then he kind of smacked me in the back of the head as he walked away (laughs) my buddy was like I thought you were gonna come unhinged and I was like no, I'm not gonna get in a a wrestling match with Ovechkin uh in, <laughs> in the Bellagio or whatever the hell it was. So that was kind of funny. I woke up going, did that really happen? And it, it was did. a little fuzzy, but it, it was quite the quite the experience with old Ovi. I, I felt bad because I I have this feeling he like lost a quarter mill or something. You know, this is like
1: last year too, by the way. So this is recent. 2022 yeah they were in town recent.
0: to play vegas and uh he wasn't i was like why the hell is he out it was like four in the morning and he wasn't playing for some reason but uh so i remember
1: you he called me right away you're like i came not remember you called me right away like you won't believe what happened i'm like what and then it made sense i looked at the schedule you're like i don't know if it was ovechkin but you're like yeah it was ovechkin the caps are here and i'm like oh it's like I okay yeah. you it was ovechkin <laughs> you could tell that guy from a mile away man he was graying when he was like 23
0: yeah, that's what I noticed sitting beside yeah. him. I'm like, he's really great. But oh. that was the weekend from hell that I never want to talk about again. I think that's why I didn't tell the story right, right away. But yeah, uh, you're scared. Nothing went right there. I hate that town so much. Go well, ahead, there's Nashville.
1: more to that. There's more to that weekend that you're not going to disclose on this show. But uh, you thought you thought Ovi was tilted. Rosie was tilted a bit too that weekend. Not even from gambling, just from no. other just curriculars. From- no, no, that's, that's as far as we're going to go. <laughs> Now people are going to speculate even worse. Your wife is the biggest fucking fan of this show. Okay, huge. It's all right.
0: It doesn't have to do with women or anything, really. No. She knows. It's just I just lost stuff, got robbed a bunch, just was absolutely. Yeah. What happened Full was rinse. my buddy gave me Adderall. I've never been on Adderall. He's like, this is my <laughs> this is the greatest shit in the world. I took Adderall, last thing on the planet I need, and it was just blast off. I didn't even. I had no control over anything, and everything went wrong. Every decision was bad. My whole weekend was wrecked. Anxiety out the ass. I fucking hate Vegas.
1: Sorry for swearing. Loretti 29 this is why the show is must listen. We have to have a swear jar, by the way, because I know we took some heat last year, me specifically. I have a trucker's mouth. I always laugh when you say fricking instead of fucking. Like, that's a thing now, apparently. Uh, Well,
0: I was in the shower today, actually, thinking about the show and and getting (laughs) it around to different people and just thinking about some older guy. You know, he's, you know, 70 years old and Lifetime Leaf and... Doesn't like the AM radio and his, his kids going, Oh, try this podcast, try this podcast. And he's like, Oh, I don't know how to run my phone. And he gets into it and hears a big F bomb. And he's just like, that hey, doesn't like it. And I'm like, bro, maybe we
1: can back off a little bit. But- welcome to 2024. Be yourself. Uh, Danny writes in, was O'Reilly's wife there? We can confirm oh. O'Reilly, Ryan O'Reilly's wife was not there
0: no she wasn't if she was i would have just been a puddle but uh she, w- she was at shanner's wedding last year and she's just oh, yeah this glowing goddess man
1: oh move on let's move I, on i i i can't say i'd invite you anywhere never mind to a wedding actually i'd bring you as my date since i'm single I'll, next wedding i go to i'll bring you okay i would never mow another man's lawn but i certainly would stand back and appreciate it Okay, with that, uh, just your final thoughts on Kyle Dubas and that revenge game. Do you care? Will you tune in? Will you, will you throw shit at the TV? Nothing changes for you?
0: no i wasn't the biggest hater in the world but uh i'll watch the game because it's the penguins because it's sid because i try to watch all the, f- the leafs game just due to my job
1: and i'm sure the camera will pan to him several times and we'll get to see him Whoopy shit it's not a huge deal to me this uh john guy in the chat's not a big fan of me either jt never taken five that's a dumbass take nick he actually asked that you tune me up too so this john guy does not believe in nick Albert, maybe he wants me traded maybe i like this john guy let's hear more from him yeah well fuck you Um, Okay, let's roll on. Brought to you by Batano, the 2023 EGR winner for both the Best Sportsbook Operator of the Year and Best In-Play Sports Operator Awards. The game starts now. Rosie, a couple bets I'm into today. Austin Matthews, anytime goal. Connor Bedard, shot prop. Although there's nobody around that guy. And I think, I think, I'm going to trend towards the over in this game. Most of which Toronto's coming back from wherever the hell they were in Sweden. They're Stockholm. They haven't played in a while, but then like part of me is like twisted. Cause then you look at Chicago, they got absolutely rinsed by, like, I mean, rinsed by Columbus the other day. I think it's going to be a wide open game. What's your feel?
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't have as strong a feeling on the overs as I do during any Edmonton Oilers game for the entire season. I have been mashing the over. And I mean, I should be putting my kids education fund on it because it should just, be. hits yeah. they, score a lot and they get scored on a lot, but uh, I think they're going to be buzzing, man. They haven't been playing in a while. Um, Different feel with the matinee game. I'm trying to think. Yeah. Was that
1: different for a player?
0: I fucking loved it, man. I hated game day routine. It took forever. (laughs) I'm like, just drop the puck. I mean, obviously, especially if you got to fight some heavy or whatever, that's hanging over your head, but like, let's go to the ring. Let's watch some video. Let's do a little loop and shoot pregame skate. You know, you just feel weird. You're just trying to get ready. You're just like, let's go. I would love to play the game during the pregame skate. Like in the American League, you'd have 11 a.m. games sometimes. I loved it. Get some breakfast, head to the rink, play some hockey, come out. It's the afternoon. You can go get a couple jugs of beer and watch some football or whatever. But uh, I think they're going to be buzzing, man. They haven't been playing in a while. They've been doing nothing but prep. And I think everyone's going to be healthy, energized,
1: prepared, snipe show. Okay uh i full full vote of confidence for me it's time for the generous guy or gal generosity lives in the small things crown royal crown everything Uh, i'll go first so um i took an uber the other night i was absolutely rinsed uh what was it wednesday night apparently it's the biggest bar night in america i can confirm it was and i didn't have you on the show yesterday i can confirm kid at a night played a bit guilty on yesterday's podcast but our Uber driver on the way back was an absolute beauty and had to listen to me just meander about everything for like 35 minutes. So he is my generous guy for the week. Hmm.
0: Well, you didn't tell me I had to do a generous guy today and I rely on you for that kind of thing. Sorry about that. But on the top of my head, snowed in, in, uh, in the province of Alberta here this week, I was begrudgingly shoveling, bitching, nice complaining, yeah. did not like it. The surrounding areas around us didn't get any snow so I didn't like it. I'm at work yesterday, Facetime my family, and my seven-year-old has got the double whammy shovel out, just shoveling off the driveway for $2, man. What a jam. You're my wow. guy, Rig.
1: You're my rig? Guy. His name's Rig? Rig. Rigdon. The big that, Rig. That is such an Alberta name, if I've ever heard one. You know, it reminded it me of a like... Book. Pardon me? I got it from a cowboy book. Oh, sweet. Uh, you remember? You remember those shovels back in the day, like for some reason they had them a lot in Montreal where I grew up for 5 years cuz it snowed so much. But they were like massive shovels, but you need like two people to shovel. You remember those things? Well, if you're a bitch, I mean, I got a no, big dude, one but I do it myself. Dude, they were like they were like double the size of your biggest shovel. Like it was so weird. Like it made, it was one of those inventions where like the person who invented it didn't think about how difficult it would have been to shovel. Like it was huge
0: yeah i mean my driveway is kind of at a like a my garage is kind of off to the side so it's it's uh, a pain in the ass to shovel um and i have that dual one and it works great for surface area but if snow gets a little heavy it is a major major bitch and uh i really really dislike it So that my youngsters are coming up and and starting to do the the driveway dad's happy i thought you'd be snowblower guy i won't lie i have one i just fucking hate that also
1: yeah yeah not I'm not going
0: to I'm not going to snowblow if it's a
1: skiff, right? Yeah, true, true, true. I think it's a waste of time. Fair enough. OK, uh, anything else to add before we wrap for another week?
0: Mm. Any
1: last shots at Ovechkin? Anything? Dubas? I still think it's complete bullshit. We're
0: having a matinee game because it's a fucking heavy shopping day in the States. Like, oh, so dumb. But whatever. I guess I'll, I'll hunker down. I won't play squash today and I'll watch the Maple Leafs. You play squash?
1: Fuck! it's such a good game man so you play with mm, my buddy wow that's you don't know the thing, the thing thank god now the things i learn about you on a daily basis that's tremendous no squash is, is a real thing these days man
0: well, well i don't talk about my extracurricular sporting activities like you, you like I'm i thought we're like still, best friends still got
1: pro squash aspirations i do i do okay rosie have a good weekend
0: See you later. Oh yeah, this is it, man. See you Monday. Hopefully we get four big points and we're riding high, baby.
1: I will be back in Canada. It's 13 degree degrees here in Jacksonville for some reason, so I can't wait to get back home. No, I can't wait, actually. I prefer it much better here. But thanks, Darren, producer, and you're phenomenal. Great job this week. Everybody in the chat, you guys are great at the Least Nation 401 where you can subscribe. Again, that's Jay Rosal. I'm Nick Alberga. We'll talk next Monday. Take care.
0: Everyone knew you were hungry. <laughs>
1: It doesn't take a million-dollar donation or name on a hospital wing. This. This is where generosity lives.
0: Thank you for watching Leafs Morning Tea. Hit that subscribe button and never miss a show. And for more, visit theleafsnation.com. T H E L E A F S N A T I O N dot com.
1: If <laughs> you don't know how to spell the leaf's nation, you know what I mean? Um, but hey, sometimes you never
0: Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget?